Today is the eighth day of the octave of Easter. So we celebrate for eight days Easter Sunday. And so if you listen closely to the prayers today at Mass, we still talk about this day that the Lord rose from the dead, because one day isn't enough to celebrate the resurrection. And the second Sunday of Easter, like I mentioned before Mass, since John Paul II has been designated Divine Mercy Sunday. And this octave of Easter and all through the Easter season, what's the focus is Jesus risen from the dead and this encounter with Jesus. And all of our readings at the beginning all focus on the ways that Jesus appeared to his disciples after he rose from the dead. Because without this resurrection, there's no Christianity. And without Christians coming to know and to encounter Jesus risen from the dead, it is very difficult for us to hold on to our faith in our life. But that encounter with Jesus is next Sunday's homily, so stay tuned. Because what's important is if we aren't ready and willing to accept what Jesus is bringing with his resurrection, then we're never going to want to encounter him. If a salesman is coming to our door, if we don't like what they're selling, we're not going to open the door to them and even know their name. And so what is Jesus selling with the resurrection? What is he bringing and offering to us through his resurrection from the dead? He tells us in the gospel today. This is the first time that Jesus appears to the apostles. He's already met Mary Magdalene at the tomb on Easter morning. He's already encountered the disciples on the road to Emmaus. But this is the first time that he is with the now 11 apostles who have locked themselves in the upper room. And the first thing that comes out of his mouth, peace be with you. And then what he ties in with this message of peace is the gift to the apostles to forgive sins. Peace and forgiveness is what is offered to us through the resurrection of Jesus from the dead. Now, when we think of peace, sometimes we think of the idea of kind of tranquility that there's no conflict, that everything is as it should be. But if that was the peace that Jesus was talking about, then we would have seen it in the world around us a long time ago. And obviously we look out our door and that's not the case. So that's obviously not the peace that Jesus was promising in his resurrection. The root of the word peace is actually tied also with another word that means to fasten, to covenant, to bring together. A lot of people will say that religion is the cause for conflict and war in the world, but the word religion actually means to be tied to. That this peace that Jesus is talking about is the way that we are tied to, that we have covenant with him, that we're in relationship with him. This is where that peace comes from. And so what we're invited to is to enter in the, into the freedom to be bound to Jesus. You know, oh, Father, that's a paradox. How can you be free and bound at the same time? Welcome to our Christian faith. It's full of beautiful paradoxes. Because there's a freedom that comes in sin. There's a real freedom. Otherwise, we, we wouldn't choose it. The freedom that comes with sin is I get to do what I want, when I want to, how I want to, where I want to, Anytime. It's self-determination. But if that was the way that we were meant to live, sin wouldn't isolate us. 
because that's the consequence. The more that we do things our way all the time, the more it breaks relationships and the more we become isolated in our own life. We're not meant to live that way. We are drawn to freely binding ourselves to others. And we still see that. I think the best example for that is whether you're Christian or not, there are still many people throughout the world who freely bind themselves to another human being in marriage. There's a free desire to bind yourself because you see in that something better than just living on your own. This freedom to bind is where that peace comes from that Jesus is promising in the resurrection. When I was in high school and university, when I would be at home during the day and I was watching daytime TV, I had the bad habit of watching a whole lot of A&E, all of the crime investigative shows, the cold case files and the first 48, and they had like marathons of them during the day. But there's one that I will always remember. It was a cold case file, and the name of the guy in the papers was the Green River Killer. And so he had killed at least 48 women over a number of years and got away with it for well over a decade, maybe even two decades. And when they finally caught him and he went to trial, he stood before the judge and one by one the judge read off each accusation. And for each of the 48 cases, he stood there and said, guilty, with not an ounce of remorse on his face. How is that possible? How can you know you're guilty of such a heinous crime and still feel zero remorse? It's because when we've allowed sin to take over, it can isolate us to the point where we don't feel remorse, because remorse comes when we acknowledge and can experience the effect that that sin has. But we can isolate ourselves so much by our sin of doing what I want, when I want to, how I want to, where I want to, that that all gets lost. We're totally numb to it. After he was finally convicted, each one of the families of the women who had been killed were given the chance to address him in court. And so one by one they came up to the microphone and some spewed off hate, some damned him to hell for what he had done. Others just expressed how much he had destroyed their family's lives by taking their sister, their daughter. Except for one man. He got up to the microphone and he said, you're making it really hard for me to live out my Christian faith, but I will spend the rest of my life learning how to forgive you. And the man broke down and cried. Why? Because that forgiveness opened him up to be tied to another human being. It broke through that isolation that he had created by all of his sin, and it opened the door to be in relationship with another person. Being condemned for all that he had done wrong didn't do any of that. No matter how much you heaped on, look how awful the things you did, it didn't make him feel bad. It didn't make him realize how far he had fallen until one man promised forgiveness. And then he knew. Coming back to Divine Mercy Sunday, the resurrection appearances are the first apparitions of Jesus after the resurrection. And a number of people through history have had the gift 
of apparitions of Jesus. Now, the church doesn't require us to believe in any of those. We just have to have belief in the resurrection of Jesus from the dead. But what's interesting, when you look and see all the different accounts of the apparitions of Jesus throughout history since the resurrection, the message is always the same. With the apparitions of Mary, her message changes based on the time period, based on where she is in the world, her message changes. But the message of Jesus never does. Peace be with you. Forgiveness of sins. Probably the most famous apparition of Jesus that happened to more than one saint. If you go to Europe, pretty much every church you go into, there's an image of the Sacred Heart of Jesus. What is he showing? Look at my heart. Look what I want to do for you. My heart still bleeds for you. This cross that stands staked in the top of my heart, this forgiveness that I offer you. And then at other points, he would appear and show his wounded face or his wounded hands, or we know of saints who have experienced the stigmata, experiencing the wounds of Christ. Look how I want you to come to me. And then finally in the last century, the divine mercy of Jesus, the apparition to Saint Faustina in Poland. But look, if you look at the two images, look how they are one and the same. The beams that come out from Jesus come from his heart. The red and the blue are the blood and water that poured out from his heart from the cross. Time and time again, all he's trying to do is draw us into himself. Come, let yourself be forgiven and bind yourself to me and you will find that peace. Because in our life, what happens when we sin? What happens when we do something wrong? Well, if we take the extreme example of breaking the law, well, first you are convicted. The judge will say you are a murderer and then you are isolated and you feel shame for what you've done wrong. We do that to ourselves in our life. We judge ourselves. We call ourselves by the sin that we've committed. I'm a liar. I am a thief. And then we isolate ourselves from others in that shame and that guilt that we feel. And then we let that trickle over into our relationship with Jesus. This is the exact opposite of how he treats our sin. And we see that with Thomas. Thomas wasn't around on Easter Sunday. After the, how many times did Jesus talk about on the third day, I will rise again? He was not in the picture. He had abandoned Jesus. And yet when Jesus finally encounters him eight days later, the second Sunday of Easter, he says, Thomas, come, come to me, see. See who I am. And then from Thomas's lips comes the most profound expression of who Jesus is in all of the scriptures. My Lord and my God. All that he did was come to me. It doesn't matter what the sin is. Let me forgive you and come to me and find the peace that your heart looks for. Because in our sin, we either condemn ourselves for it, or we try to bury it in a way that we don't have to deal with it. 
but in both cases we don't find peace. When we let that come to Jesus, when we bring that to Him, He offers us forgiveness and that peace that every human heart looks for. That we freely bind ourselves to Him. This is what He's offering in the resurrection. Peace be with you. Come and be forgiven. And it's the message that He has given since His first appearance up till today. It's what we see in the image of the divine mercy. Jesus, I trust in you. The rays that reach out trying to draw us in to his heart, to his love. Because that's what he offers. So we can ask ourselves, am I ready? Am I willing? Am I able to receive what he's offering me?